All right, we are in Sefer Malachim Aleph, Peret Tes, Pasuk Aleph, by Yehi Kechalosh Shlomo Livnos Espes Hashem. So we saw yesterday that it was completed. It was one of the most triumphant moments in all Jewish history. Certainly nothing like it before, and nothing like it after. And we begin by Hashem. And Shlomo finished building the house of the Kaddish Baruch Hu. So we have said before that paradoxically, the division of Tanakh into chapters and incidents was not done by Chazam. There is no division into Prakim by our Chachamim, but as I say, paradoxically, it was Christian theologians who arranged these chapters like this. And this is an obvious case where they didn't know what they were doing because the first Pasuk certainly belongs in the last chapter. In fact, so strong is the proof that when we read this is the Haftorah on Shmini Atzeres, chapter uh, Ches, the Svardim include this sentence in reading the Haftorah as if it's the last sentence in the Haftorah. And we're going to see that even the first eight sentences really belong in the last pair. But Bear that in mind. So, Shlomo completed the house of the Kaddish Baruch Hu, completed his own house. We saw seven years for the Beis Hamikdash, 13 years for his own house. And he built anything else. Anything he wanted to do, he could do it. And that word cheshek is a very interesting expression. It means a strong desire. And as you can imagine, the Bali Musa teach us in the Mephoshim that, look, a cheshek can be for good, like Shlomo did. Like he built houses, additions to the... Uh, bias, additions for the Kaddish Baruch But Cheshek can always be when man's desires take control of him, not for good. And the classic example in the force you give is what we learned back in Bereshis when Dina is violated by um, the Prince of Shem, the king's son, and then afterwards, in trying to make peace, what the uh, what Shimon and Levi ask is that the entire village of Shem, all the men, circumcise themselves. Then we can have Dina, and then they can live in peace with no intention, of course, of carrying this through. And so the question is this, why would the men of Shem agree to circumcising themselves just because their king wants this particular woman? And in defending it, the king says, he has the cheshek. That is what his cheshek is. It's an overpowering desire, and the people have to go along with it. So that cheshek is a double-edged sword. Here it is said in praise of Shlomo. 
because he used it to build whatever he wanted, and what he wanted was in the service of the Kaddish Baruch. So, he proceeds to do that, uh, and now, by Yehra Hashem El Shlomo Shenis, Kashem Nira Elav Begivon. Kaddish Baruch appears to Shlomo, Apparently, it would be in the Vua, just as he did, this is the second time, just as he did in Givon. Givon, you will remember, is in uh, Perik Vav of Malachim Aleph, where he appears to Shlomo and says, whatever you want, ask me anything, and it will be granted to you. Shlomo asks for wisdom, and of course, it is granted. But then the question is legitimately raised, this is not the second time. Isn't this really the third time? The second time was when he appears to him and gives him the permission to go ahead and build the bias. And so the Mephoshim saying, no, that second time was done through the, a Nobi coming to him. It does not rise to the status of Nabua. And it raises a question we've discussed briefly before. And that is the Shlomo Hamela have the status of a Navi? And the answer, as we're going to see through the Mepharshim, is yes and no. The Gemara lists that there were seven Nevios, seven women Nevios, and they list them, and 48 Nevi'im, male prophets, some include Shlomo on the list. The Ramban says emphatically, no. Shlomo was not a Novi. He was one degree below, which is the Ruach HaKodesh appears to you. He does not have the status of a Novi. Others like Rashi and even the, the Gra, the Vilano says that yes, he was a full-fledged Novi. So as we see so often, it's on both sides of the question. But in any case, the Kaddish Baruch who appears to him as he did in Givon. By Yomar, now the Kaddish Baruch Hu is going to give him the answer to his tefillah, that eloquent prayer that he gives in the uh, dedication ceremony. This, Yom, this is years later now. No. Because he said after he finished building his, his palace, so after he finished building his house, which is 13 years after, no, this would be, without a seat, this would be at the dedication. In other words, he's giving him an answer straight after the dedication. So, You're so, gonna see. so he built the palace before he built the temple? That he built, no. Uh, he built his house after the temple. So it says here, it starts off by saying, after he finished building the temple and the king's palace, um, no, I mean it says, but the, the, you're saying there's a 13 year gap between Kaddish Baruch Hu appearing to Shlomo and answering his Shreelah, Mavarshim is saying no, okay. that this was immediately after. I have heard your prayer, your supplication, and you sanctify this house, you built this in my name, for my name, for eternity. And he answers him, my eyes, my heart <clears throat> will be there for all days. And from this, we get a very important principle, and that is even after the destruction, 
The bias is reduced to rubble. The eyes and the hearts of the Kaddish Baruch Hu will still be in that base Hamikdash, in that site. That even though Mepharshim say that the Kaddish Baruch Hu retreated from the base Hamikdash back to Shemayim, he still dwells. We believe that it has a Kedusha uh, for all time. That it never loses its Kedusha, even as we see it's reduced to rubble. And that's what he is assuring Shlomo. Now, if you go before me like David your father did, with the purity of heart, and righteousness, everything I have commanded you, the chukim, the mishpatim, and you follow them, now I'm going to answer that question you had raised in your speech. Remember, Shlomo says, Kodesh Baruch Hu, you have promised everything you have promised, you have delivered. You took us out of Mitzrayim. You brought us to the promised land. We conquered the promised land. We built the base Hamikdash. But there's one unanswered promise. The promise you made to my father that the throne of David, the Davidic dynasty, would be eternal. So I, Kaddish Baruch was answering that. Yes, I will keep that promise. Kasher Dibarti al David Abicha, as I have told your father, Lemar Lo Yikarish Lecha Ish Miyaki Say Yisrael. Your descendants are guaranteed to succeed you and each other on the throne, a base David from the tribe of Yehuda. However, proviso. If you now slide back and retreat below Sishmaru Mitzvosai, Chukosai, you don't listen to the Mitzvos of Chukim, Asher Nasati Litnechem, which I have put before you, you go back after other gods, after Avodah Zorah, etc., and bow down to them. The Kartius Yisrael, Me'el Penei Adma, I will cut Penei Yisrael off from the land. Asher Nosanti Lohem, Besabayis, Asher Hidashi Vashmi, Ashalech Me'el Tonai, I will cast off this house you have built in my name. The Hoyer Yisrael of Moshe Ulishmino, the Choha Amin. And. So, how does uh, Pasuk Zion, uh, how does that interact with Gimel? You said he's going to always focus on on Har Habayit, right? But, he, but now he's saying he's not going to. That he's not. Uh, that I will live it. No, we hold that he doesn't. Even with this, the Kaddish Baruch the Ruach, the Shina, does not depart from the Temple. In other words, it still has the holiness, just as. A pile of rubble, even. The Kaddish Baruch was there. It's a Kedusha for all time. There's a debate. Is the Beis Hamikdash Kedusha Lizmana, Lashaita, for that time that it was built, or is it for an eternal Kedusha? And the answer is overwhelmingly an eternal Kedusha. So what I will do, Asher Bonisa, Lashem Shmi Sham, Ad Olam, in other words, Israel will become a terrible, humiliating example for all the nations. Now, here's, here's the answer to your question. 
it will be that was exalted, but it's using the future tense. Wouldn't it be the Habayas Hazer, Hoyo Elyon was exalted, over a love, your Simbishorok will just be breathless and whistle. How could the Kodesh Baruch do this to his house uh, and to his nation? But that Yiyah is future tense that shows you that in the future it will be rebuilt, it will be exalted again, not it was exalted. Kodesh Baruch spirit never leaves the Beis HaMikdash. And they will wonder how could the Kodesh Baruch Hu lead them? The same God that took them out of the And how could they go after other gods? This Kodesh Baruch Hu has brought them all this trouble, all this destruction. Now, Pasuk Yud describes a very strange, strange incident. By Himikse Esrim Shona, and now it's the end of the 20 years, seven years of the temple, 13 years of his own house. Asher Bana Shlomo as Shneha Batim, he builds the Shneha Batim here, the Beis Amikdash, and his house, as Beis Hashem, Beis Hamelech, the king's palace. You will recall Hiram, Melech Tsar, who was a lifelong friend of David. We learned that when David first entered into Yerushalayim after the seven years of ruling from Hebron over a divided Israel, uniting both Hebron and the rest of the Shrutim, Hiram builds him a palace, a gorgeous palace. He loved David here. And so when Shlomo begins his base Hamikdash, it is Hiram who gives him the material, who gives him the gold and the, the, uh, the silver. And also remember, Hiram, the most important part is the um, Arze Halbano, that cedar wood that is such a major integral portion of the base Hamikdash, as well as the cypress wood. And at the time, Shlomo undertakes a contract with him that in return, and he takes his craftsmen as well, Hiram's craftsmen, he will give Hiram constantly the produce, the food that Hiram needs to maintain his whole palace and his staff, etc. Even say the Mephoshim after the palace is built, that contract for food and produce will continue. So now, so anything he needs, he gave him. Oz yitain hamelech shlomo lechiram esrim ir be'eretz hagolil. He gives Hiram twenty cities in the Galil. What are we talking about? He's fulfilled his contract. Two, are we saying that Shlomo gave 20 cities of Eretz Yisrael to a Nachrik, to a, to a Gentile? But it can't be that he would give him that. Three, what's even more puzzling is we have discussed the Sefer Divrei Hayomim, the Chronicle of Days, which is the last book in Suvin, which tells a lot of the incidents that occur here in Malachim and in the Navi in general. And usually there are differences in the versions for various reasons. 
but the differences are usually subtle. They're nuanced, the differences in time maybe. But here in Dibri Hayamim, in recording this incident, Dibri Hayamim, um, Bays, the second book, Perik Ches, Pasuk Aleph, says Dibrei Hayamim, Vahimi Ketz Esrim Shana, Asher Bano Shlomo Esbeis Hashem Yesbeiso, Vehorim Asher Nosan Churachiram Lishlomo, Bano Shlomo Osam, Vayoshev Sham Espinei Yisrael. That Hiram is the one that gave 20 cities to Shlomo, not Shlomo giving 20 cities in the Galil. And you really encounter such a, a, a 180 difference in the version between Dibri Hayomim and the Navi itself. So who gave what to whom and why? So, but let's first continue this story. Um, he gave him about 20 cities in the Galil. By Yetzeh Hiram Mitzorah, Hiram goes out to personally inspect below He doesn't like them, and that's putting it mildly. By Yomer, and he says here, What kind of cities did you give me? And they call it Eretz Kabul. Kabul means infertile, muddy. You sink into the earth. It's just awful to live there. So what is happening here? How do you explain, A, the difference in version, B, giving 20 cities to a, a Nohri, and what happens here? What are we talking about? So the Mephoshim really have to scramble here to explain it. For example, the Radak says, uh, uh, let me read it to you. Ubedivrei Hayamim, which we just read. Omer kihiram nasan l'shlomo esrim yivarso. The hoshim shem bnei Israel and bnei Israel um, settled there. The chain hoyar kihiram nasan l'shlomo esrim. That he gave it to him. It was both. That's how the Radak explains the difference. Yes, Shlomo gave him 20 cities, he gave him 20 cities. Shlomo because son of Hiram Esrim, Biyair Hagalil, Baris Hagalil, Bezeosul Chazek Habrisminim. It was a covenant building uh, exercise. Says other Mephoshim that what really is happening here is Shlomo is fulfilling that produce contract. And what he decides to do, because he's doing it in perpetuity, he's saying, I'm going to lease you, as it were, 20 cities. I want your people to come here, and you will harvest the produce, harvest the fruit, and therefore it's easier to send it from the Galil there than sending it from Yerushalayim. In other words, it's a fulfillment of the contract where people will live in those 20 cities. They will not own it. I'm not giving up. They will just farm it, as it were. Hiram comes to inspect and says, it's horrible. These cities are just awful. No. And then, of course, the cities that Hiram gives in Shlomo's people settle there, etc. And the explanation is that this is A, to fortify their treaty. It goes a little awry, but we're going to see how it's corrected. But also, in no way assume 
Shlomo is ceding 20 cities to a non-Jewish king. Um, this is to cement their alliance. This was a contract that he filled that he extended on his own. And so that would explain the difference in Mephorshim. Now we're going to see how this alliance, this lifelong alliance between Hiram and Shlomo is going to be repaired because of the misunderstanding with the nature of the terrain of those cities. 8.45 a.m. tomorrow in Mirza Hashem. Adkan.